0: I've been a criminal investigator the vast majority of my career. And in most of those criminal investigations, there was a tipping point. This is this tipping point. This is not graffiti on a bus shelter. This is not lawful protest protected by constitutional right. This is a criminal act. It is violent. It is targeted. It is organized. And it will receive the weight of the Toronto Police Service to exactly what it deserves.
1: More in the Morning continues today with special
0: guest host, John Tory, on News Talk 1010 Toronto. And the other thing this isn't, and that was the voice of Staff Superintendent Pauline Gray, who so well spoke up this morning, so concisely and so forcefully and in such a determined way, uh, but this is also not political. This is not political, as Shelley Carroll said, as Staff Superintendent Pauline Gray said, as I have been saying this morning. This is criminal activity, dangerous criminal activity, because based on what we're hearing, and we'll see uh, more of coming from the police, I'm sure, there were other gas cans that failed to explode, as, as I, I guess they were intended to do. And this could have been much worse in terms of the damage done. But of course, more, more importantly, some kind of a threat to life. But even more important than that, and we're going to talk to our next guest about this, is that it creates. It's fear in our community, fear in our community. And, you know, we cannot let ourselves get to the point where any group of people, whether it's the Jewish community, the Muslim community, black people, brown people, gay people, young people, old people feel afraid to live in the city because of who and what they are. If we get to that point, she talked about a tipping point staff and Superintendent Gray did this morning. If we get to that point, and, and Amanda Galbraith suggested we may be past it already, we are in serious trouble here, especially here, you know, where we pride ourselves, and the world sees us as the most diverse city that actually make that work. And the minute you start having fear on the part of people, I had a story the other day, and I'll tell it briefly to you before we go to Mike Cole, of somebody who took down the mezuzah, which is something that uh, the people of the Jewish faith put up on the outside of their door. Why did they take it down? Because they didn't want people on Halloween, in this case, to come to the door and see that the residents were Jewish of the house because they were fearful something might happen as a result of that. We can't get to the point, just like people, um, you know, wearing uh, hijab and just like people um, who have black. Skin and, and just like people who are uh, gay, LGBTQ, where the people are afraid to live in the city because of who they are. Mike Cole has been, I can tell you, as a city councillor, and I had the chance, of course, to work with him, an absolutely outspoken uh, advocate on on all of this to say that we can't let this kind of thing happen, in particular as regards the Jewish community, who are resident in large numbers in his ward, but on all acts of discrimination, and I welcome him to uh, join us this morning and have a talk about this particular incident. Mike, you were very outspoken yesterday in just saying how serious uh, this uh, arson, graffiti, hate crime uh, was in the context of uh, life in our city.
1: Yeah, no. Well, listen, John, uh, uh, you are so right in the way you frame this thing and the way uh, uh, Deputy Chief Pauline Grace stated it as a tipping point. Uh, this has gone beyond politics, beyond uh, demonstrations, protests. This is a premeditated, organized, I call it basically a terrorist attack. That's what it was. It was an attack on a uh, business uh, because uh, whoever perceived it to be a Jewish-owned business, and they uh, perpetrated this uh, firebombing. And uh, we have got to tell people it's not just about the Jews. If they do it to the Jews today, who will they come after and target tomorrow? Uh, whether it's the Italians, the blacks, uh, that's what this sets the
0: stage for. Yeah, because people start to think it's okay somehow, you know, to light a place on fire or, or just graffiti or throw a brick through a window. They yeah. think it's okay. And and now we heard Mark Mendelson describing in fascinating detail how they'll even scrape the graffiti paint off and try and figure out where the paint came from and so forth and so on. What can the community do, meaning people, you know, Torontonians, uh, to help to uh, make sure that this kind of thing doesn't continue to go on what kind of leadership do you think we should be seeing from different parts of the community or from just individual people uh, so that uh, we know as a city that and and, the, and perhaps in this case the jewish community knows they don't need to be afraid
1: well you know the first thing they can do is appreciate the incredible work uh, our police force has done since uh, october 7th they've been there in the bathers avenue road area with command centers uh, around the clock uh Attempts to keep the area safe, uh, preventing uh, these types of things. They've been there 24-7 since October 7th. And I know some people are uh, sort of saying, well, the police should uh, arrest them. They should start uh, showing some force, et cetera. The police are caught in the middle. And that's why we need to support our police and their ongoing efforts and get these uh, criminals that perpetrated this act And then on top of that, we need to give the police more tools. Right now, our hate laws and uh, laws about this type of activity uh, based on uh, targeting uh, people for uh, their religious beliefs, etc., are totally inadequate, weak, and feeble. Uh, You know, we saw the case that you remember, the uh, Ward News case, which took two or three years to basically uh, uh, bring to justice uh, that uh, anti-Semitic uh, person in the east end of Toronto. So we need to ask for the federal and provincial government not just to look upon this as a local Toronto issue to be handled by the Toronto police. We need their involvement and support. And right now, I, I'm, John, I don't think they're there. Uh, to uh, support uh, what's going on, because this is much bigger than the City of Toronto.
0: Well, it's we're not going to have a technical explanation of it this morning, but uh, I think you know, and I know, and I, I know you agree from what you just said, the law is also very cumbersome in that it requires a bunch of steps to be taken through the Attorney General and various things that just don't make it... It shouldn't be easy, because obviously prosecuting somebody for what you would uh, categorize as a hate crime is a serious matter, but it also shouldn't be cumbersome uh, and take years, as you said, to get these things... Uh, dealt with because otherwise the behavior goes on and frankly it goes on because people forget about something that happened as serious as the incident yesterday was
1: yeah no again yesterday was really a strike right in the heart of uh, the jewish community because now every jewish business owner and usually small businesses you can imagine the fear they have of perhaps being targeted by these uh, thugs so that they're not uh, feeling safe and uh, never mind the regular people who don't own a business in living in uh, parts of my ward and throughout the uh, GTA, they feel unsafe and unprotected uh, because of the um, gross uh, violent nature of this type of thing and not to mention the uh, occupation of the bridges on the, uh, the 401 and avenue road and the targeting of neighborhoods this is what you know they're, they're they call the avenue road uh uh, uh, uh 401 area like a, a zen of zionist supporters you know uh, a cesspool of zionist supporters This targeting neighborhoods, you can imagine they go into an Italian neighborhood in Toronto or a Portuguese neighborhood and say, we don't like what your government in Portugal is doing back in Portugal, so we're targeting you who are living here as Canadian citizens. That's what is happening, and it's got to stop, and we have to basically challenge this type of approach, which is totally un-Canadian, totally unfair And uh, as you said, John, it breaks down the very fiber of our diversity and uh, multicultural uh, uh, community that we have built over the years.
0: Well said, Mike. And uh, I do appreciate your continuing advocacy. I was saying earlier on the formula I always used to sort of articulate was stand up, speak up, show up, and act. And you did all of those things yesterday and today. And I just hope you'll carry on with it because it's so important. Thanks very much for joining us.
1: And thank you, John, for your articulation of what the real problem is. That this is not politics. This is respect for our values and respect for our friends and neighbors who live amongst us. We have to stand up and defend them as much as we can.
0: Exactly. Thanks, Michael. Uh, understanding and respect of each other. That is exactly you, what John. Mike's talking about. And that's exactly what I've been talking about this morning. I think we all understand that here in our city.